eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning. It is Friday, July 2nd. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Lance Glenn, and today we have a little bit of a crossover episode for you. Joining me on the podcast, and in fact on the line now, is the host of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast, Blair Angulo. First and foremost, Blair, how are we doing? We're doing well, Lance. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm, you know, this is the first time. Obviously, I'm also the producer, you know, one for the College Football Daily, two for the Football Recruiting Podcast. I've had actually Trey on the College Football Daily, but I've never done an episode with you. So I'm I'm kind of excited for our first episode together. Hey man, I'm I'm usually talking to someone else when you're listening to my voice and cutting up the clips. So it's actually cool to finally be able to talk to you on a podcast. Yeah, and it'll be nice. You know, usually you are the one obviously asking the questions. Today, I'll be the one asking the questions to you because, of course, you were at the Elite 11 finals. The first day happened yesterday. We're obviously recording this on a Thursday. The first day happened on a Wednesday. This is obviously coming out on a Friday. So a lot of days to mix up. But look, hey, for you, the Elite 11 finals this year in Los Angeles, and it's good. Look, it's just a drive for you every day. No, Don't have to fly, uh, which I'm sure, you know, you get to sleep in your own bed. You get to eat breakfast at your own home. Some of the luxury luxuries you get with having Elite 11, you know, right down the road from you. But day one happened. Before we go into specific quarterbacks, what did that first day bring for you? And what were some of the takeaways from day one? You know, it's it's a really strange day for the competitors because it's, it's a travel day. Uh, a lot of them are checking in. So we got to see all, all the quarterbacks roll into the team hotel uh, in the morning, which would be in their body clocks for some East Coast quarterbacks, kind of the, the early afternoon. Then they they go through a a really light workout and then they start making some big throws later on. They kind of warm all those guys up and, 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 you know, kind of rile them up into, into competition. And, you know, this was a group that I think for the most part we're looking at and, you know, there's the big dogs at the top, right? The Quinn Ewers, the Drew Allers, the, the Cade Klubnicks, the, you know, the Ty Simpsons of the world. But other than that, it seems like everyone's coming into this event pretty even in terms of their projection in terms of how we view them. And obviously a lot of that is skewed because of, of the pandemic, right? We didn't have a lot of evaluation opportunities to see these players in person throughout the 2020 cycle. So now we're getting a glimpse of all these guys in the same setting. And I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty fun. All these guys, the quarterbacks specifically, they all go to the same events. They know each other, they read about each other, they're tweeting at each other. And so for them to gather and 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 be on the same field 
I think is a, is a pretty special moment. And that's when we really get to see the competitors. That's where we really get to see some of these guys try to elevate their game or, you know, they see one player make a throw right before them and they want to make a better throw. And uh, I think that's the, whenever we go to the elite 11 finals, that's the thing that I look for the most. Like how much are some of these players stepping up their game, leveling up kind of their competition level? So let's start with a few of the attendees. And we actually had a full interview with him on the football recruiting podcast. So if you haven't listened to that yet, make sure to do so. Really is high quality stuff. Quinn Ewers is the number one player in 2022. Therefore, obviously the number one quarterback. And he went into the Elite 11 and a lot of people are expecting him to show why he is so deserving of that number one ranking. From what you saw of him on day one, how big is the gap between him and the rest of the quarterbacks? You know, is it is it larger? Is there, I guess, somewhat of a closer gap between him and, and number two and three and four? You know, based solely on day one, if, if that's all we're talking about here, the, the gap wasn't very big. You know, Quinn obviously has the natural arm talent, the quick release, his ability to make off-platform throws, and, and just how special of a player he is in terms of being a natural quarterback, just having a great feel for the position, his footwork, all that stuff. His, he, his upper body is in sync with his lower body at all times. But on day one, you know, th- there were some moments where you were like, okay, you know, when, when is he going to turn it up a notch? Committed to Ohio State, obviously with all the stuff that's going on with name, image, and likeness, going through the, the media interviews and all that sort of stuff. You, you could kind of sense he was a little bit worn down from the day. And I thought you could see that uh, during his workout. He was still among the, the better competitors and one of the, the top you know, the top quarterbacks there, obviously, but we did get to see him a bit lax at times. So I'm interested to see as this competition develops, as we start to integrate defensive backs and and a seven on seven setting and, and a bit more competitiveness and, and some obstacles for these quarterbacks, how he's able to elevate his game because based solely on day one, he, he was kind of just one of the other guys for me. And besides Quinn, who were some guys that did really catch your eye on day one, you know, maybe it could be guys like Connor Weigman and, and Walker Howard who have five star ratings and are, you know, obviously expected to perform extremely well. Or maybe it's someone more under the radar like Nate Johnson, Tevin Carter or Kaden Hauser. Tavion Jackson, the the one that's committed to Tennessee, I thought physically he looked the part. Uh, he's he's got a lot of upside just based on how these guys were looking out there. He he has probably the highest potential in terms of his frame output, uh, what he's going to be able to project. That he's really athletic. I like the way he's able to spin the football, um, and he moves really well. Uh, there 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 is a drill when they have to roll out to their left, they have to roll out to the right and make throws. And he was always on time with that throw. So I thought he was pretty impressive. And, and our alpha dog actually among the, the group at 247sports.com who who kind of convened afterward and started to think of who we wanted to write about uh, was Cade Klubnik, the, the Clemson commit uh, actually from the state of Texas. So he's, he's one of those players that is, is really near Quinn Ewers from a proximity standpoint. But we just thought that overall, from the from the moment he stepped on the field, going through individual workouts, the the on air throws, and then showing the timing that he had on on some out throws and and hitting players up the seam, and then uh, you know making some of those competitive pro day throws that they make them do at the end. I thought he separated himself. We really liked Drew Aller as well, the Penn State commit from the state of Ohio. 
He was really impressive. Uh, and then a player that I think caught a lot of people's attention was uh, Nick uh, Nick Evers uh, from the state of Texas, committed to Florida. Steve Wilfong and I actually had to see him at the Under Armour camp in Dallas uh, earlier this spring, and he was a bit inconsistent that day, but we got to see him at the Elite 11 finals here, uh, and I, I thought he really stepped up his game as well. So th- those were just a few of the guys that I, I think caught our eye on on the first day. So everyone who listens to the College Football Daily regularly, I think at this point, knows my Scarlet Knights bias as, you know, obviously someone who graduated from Rutgers. Four-star Gavin Wimsatt from Kentucky. He's Rutgers' highest-rated quarterback commit ever. He's competing to be one of the Elite 11. Blair, you know my Rutgers fandom. You know I got to ask about my guy. Have you seen Wimsatt? How has he looked so far in Los Angeles? We did see Wimsatt, and there's a tweet that I hope goes viral, right, where <laughs> you're, you're mentioned there in, in the background. But, yeah, no, I, I thought he he was – he was up and down for the most part on on day one from what we saw uh, he would make a really good throw a, a steady in rhythm tempo throw uh, and then he'd follow it up with with kind of a, the ball placement not being there right or or uh, maybe a, a miss a misread or being a little bit late on a throw um, and and that's that's one of those things where I talked about earlier right this is a travel day it's hard to judge the circumstances that all these players had to go through you don't know if they had to you know do a layover or, or how long their day has been, how long they've been up. But he was one of those that I I thought kind of uh, started to really feel the effects of the time change. Uh, And then the conditions there, let's be real, we're in Manhattan Beach, which is probably 20 degrees cooler than it would be in downtown Los Angeles. Uh, We've got the marine layer. We've got a nice little gust there by the beach. So some of these players, I think, didn't really anticipate that. And I think Wimsat was one of those. You know, listen, I'm going to be real with you I I really like him though even though he was up and down and he was inconsistent you can see that he's got that potential and you can see why he's rated four stars he's got a lot of upside uh, and he might be raw right now but uh, you really like the clay that is there and and, uh, you know if Rutgers is able to mold him I think he's going to be a really really good college football player Look, Blair, you know my opinion on Gavin Wimsatt. You and I have talked about it at length. I'm obviously very excited for him when he, uh, you know, finally gets to uh, Piscataway and hopefully becomes the Scarlet Knight quarterback of the future. A few more from me. You look, obviously, every group has their standouts, right? Some better than others. Look, you look 2017, they had Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. 2018, Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell. 2019 and 2020, we're still kind of waiting to see which stars emerge from those groups. But in terms of, I guess, as a group overall, how would you compare these 20 to the classes of the past? I I do feel like after day one and what we saw, this is a bit of a down year. You know, you you have the guys at the top, the Quinn Ewers and 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 those types, the Ty Simpson, the the Howards, and it's it's tough after that to really distinguish how much star power and, and how how many future elite college quarterbacks there's going to be. I mean, there's a lot of depth in this group. There's a, a lot of really good quarterbacks. We're still trying to figure out how many great quarterbacks there are in this class. It was interesting. We got to see a few of the college counselors there. You know, Spencer Rattler was there. Sam Howell was there. Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA was there. 
they were going through some of the drills. And I thought it was really interesting because all those guys were able to compete in the Italy 11 finals in the past. And I think they even wanted a bit more intensity from this group based on their own experiences, right? They, they were the ones seeing the, the Trevor Lawrence's and the Justin Fields and the, you know, the, those big time competitors in, in past Elite 11 finals. And they were each assigned a group and all those guys were trying to rile them up, right? And, and kind of make them elevate their their tempo and their pace and, and just their ability to compete. So I think we're still waiting. We're, we're still trying to see how good this whole class can be. There's a lot of really good candidates. We're just hoping to see who, who's, who's got the potential to be great. Last one for me, and then I'll let you get back to uh, to getting ready to head to another day of the Elite 11 final. Look, obviously, these 20 quarterbacks are all vying for 11 spots. So the competition level, I'm sure, is high. But do you find the atmosphere of the event and the mindset of the quarterbacks to be more of the, you know, I'm here to beat you kind of mindset? Or is it more of, you know, pushing each other, helping each other get better and kind of learning from those who put the event together? You know, which mindset do you kind of see the quarterbacks leaning towards more? I would say that as a whole, I think every quarterback here knows that they've already won that they've already made it to this event and making it to the lead 11 finals is already a huge accomplishment given the thousands of quarterbacks that competed during the regionals you get a golden ticket You're, this is like Willy Wonka's factory right like these kids are showing up to the check-in at the hotel they don't have enough hands they have to drop stuff off on chairs based on the gear that they're getting right so all these guys have already won they've already made it to this event and I think making it to the lead 11 finals already makes you a winner and so I'm not saying that they're already complacent or that they settled on on just making it, but I feel like everyone here knows that they are in a great path uh, in terms of going to college and playing big time college football. I mean, power five after power five commitment on this list. And I think they understand that all these guys are going to be the ones that they're facing on Saturdays and the ones that they're going to be competing with for the college football playoff spots and then some possible endorsements now that name, image, and likeness is, 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 is around. So I think all these players know that these guys could be their friends. They could be guys that they can lean on based on similar backgrounds and a lot of the share, shared experiences. So we get to see a lot of bonding on this trip for these guys. They get to really interact with each other. They, they exchange messages. They start to follow each other on Instagram and Twitter. And, and I think they carry these relationships through. And we do get to see a lot of competitiveness out of them. But I feel like if I, if I were to lean one way, I do feel like this event is more of a, of a, of a building moment for, for all these guys, just knowing that this is kind of the start of their journey towards their eventual goal, which is to make it to the NFL. The Elite 11 Finals concludes this weekend. The top 11 will be determined from the group of 20 competing and an MVP will be announced. Make sure to stick with 247sports.com for all the latest from Los Angeles as Blair and a host of recruiting analysts provide you with everything there is to know from each day of the event. You know, I checked the weather out in LA. It doesn't look like it'll be too hot any of these days. You know, in fact, it's actually been hotter recently here in New Jersey than it has been by you, Blair. But nevertheless, you know, stay cool. Enjoy watching the nation's best quarterbacks. You know, thanks so much for coming on thanks lance i appreciate it and uh we'll see how many more wimsat viral videos we can we can <laughs> turn out for you you can follow him on twitter at b angulo and along with a new episode of the college football daily every day make sure to listen to the 24 7 sports football recruiting podcast every tuesday and thursday as well i hope everyone has a good fourth of july weekend enjoy the weather enjoy the sun i'll be back on monday for the next edition of the college football daily 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.